I thought we'd switch it up a little bit and do an interview. I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Julie Chendas. She's the founder and CEO of a company called Next Level Strategies. It's a HR consulting firm that helps companies here in the Bay Area. And she and her team, they just completed a guidebook called the COVID-19 Guidebook, which, as the name implies, is intended to help business leaders as we reemerge and reopen in the wake of the COVID crisis. We're going to learn a little bit more about Julie and her company as well. And I'm just excited to, to share the interview with you. So I hope you'll stick around. We're going to get that started right now. Welcome to the Jason Claus Show. I'm Jason Claus, your host. My experience is the best leaders out there, they are idea collectors. They're always on the lookout for great ways to get more out of their team, to help them accomplish more with less, to build culture. And that's what this show is about. It's about trying to find those ideas and share those ideas with a growing community of Bay Area leaders. We've got a great show for you today, and we'll get into it right after this. You know, one of the more common complaints I hear from business leaders about their IT support goes something like this. They say, Jay, you know, it feels like it just takes way too long to get help when something goes wrong. Do you ever feel that way? If so, I wrote an article about the typical root issues that cause that complaint. And my hope is that it can help you understand why it's happening and what you can do to fix it. If you want to check it out, why don't you head on over to the Insight blog. You can find it at www.insight.net forward slash slow IT. My guest today is Julie Chendas. She's a good friend of mine and the owner of Next Level Strategies. It's an HR consulting firm. And Julie, I'm going to let you tell everybody about you and, and talk about your company. You'll do a much better job than me. But when I talk to people and I, and I introduce you to people, what I like to tell them is, is that Julie helps people with their people. And I like people, so it's it's really easy to to make those introductions for you. Um, but Julie, thank you for for making time for us and joining the show today. Thank you for having me, Jay. <laughs> Next Level Strategies is a human resources and recruiting company that works almost exclusively with small to mid sized businesses. Think think five employees to a hundred. Although we have some clients making their very first hires and some that are pretty big that we're just supplementing you know, bits and pieces, doing trainings or doing, doing handbooks or, or whatnot. But um, mm -hmm. you can work with us on fully outsourced basis or just by the project. Right on. Um, so let's shift to you because you're sure. as, as interesting as your company is, you're far more interesting. So <laughs> let, let's, let's just kind of start at the beginning. How did, so I'm always interested in, in how people become business owners, right? What, yes. what, how did, how did this, how, how did this become is, a, yeah. is, is what I, is what I'm interested in, in, in learning about. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if it's uh, it's that I'm a water sign, but I tend to just flow with things and do things kind of organically. And what happened was um, I was in high tech as an HR director and had been laid off of um, my last two regular full-time jobs. And the one 
most recent regular full-time job, the CEO went to jail. Um, the guy I reported directly to his dad was being indicted by Sprint. It was not, not a great group and my um, core value is integrity. And what I found was I wasn't super in touch with myself on it, but what I was doing was I'd start going to job interviews and, and in my mind, I'd be like, Oh, I can't report to him. Oh, I can't sit in that queue. Oh, I can't make that commute. And like, like picking at things that I normally wouldn't pick at almost like when you go through a bad breakup and you start trying to date again, those first couple of dates are like, Oh, he's got spinach in his teeth. I was kind of doing that with interviewing and I realized I, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to work for a company again. I needed to control my own level of integrity in my job. And the only way I could do that was to be in business for myself. And so, cause I was looking for the perfect unicorn of a job that didn't actually exist. I started taking on kind of handbook creation for a friend of mine who didn't have time. So I wrote her handbook and just did some other little, little thing. I only built $9,000 my first year in business. Cause I wasn't really in business. I was interviewing and dilly dallying. And, <laughs> right. uh, and then the second year I built 36,000 cause I still wasn't in business. I'm still dilly dallying in the third year. I build 90,000 and then I had a business and then I was ready to commit to actually doing this for a career rather than goofing around looking for the perfect job that didn't exist. <laughs> and from then on, it's just flowed. Like it's, you know, sort of flowed from like my core value was integrity, working with people I like and working with small businesses. And so sticking just to those couple, three things we've evolved into a really nice size firm dealing with great clients who, you know, want to be successful and do the right things. And it's, it's a pretty happy space to be in for me. That's a great story. There's a, there's a theme that I keep hearing over and over again when I, when I talk to people and it's, and it's that the, the, the seemingly the worst possible thing that could have ever happened to you is actually the best possible thing that could have ever happened to you. Right. And I know you didn't say that, but you started off with, well, you know, two jobs didn't end the, the way that I expected them to. Um, and then, as you would imagine, here in, the, in this new reality we have, uh, a lot of conversations are, are, are about how, how things aren't quite the way I want them to be. Um, but, but I'm starting to hear people also say things like, well, it, we may look back at this and, and, and see that it's one of the best things that ever happened. Right. Um, and I know that's of no solace to people that are really suffering. And, and that's not what I'm trying to say. Um, I, I'm, I'm not suffering and I'm grateful for that. Um, and I'm just feeling optimistic, you know, and, and I, I think what I'm trying to say is that it's okay to look at it that way. Right. Well, my, um, one of my spiritual teachers says it's not what, you know, it's, it's basically not what life does to you or brings to you. It's what you are about it or how you yeah. are about it. Yeah. So it's kind of like a more evolved way to say, you know, if life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, kind of trite but true expressions bandied about these days, like new normal and unprecedented. But my mm -hmm. bandied about word that I probably overuse to death is pivot. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, when I realized I didn't want to go back to work, my pivot was to go into business for myself. And I think right now, as we keep getting these snowballs lobbed at us, um, fastballs, I guess is the right analogy, then <laughs> right. catch one right on the chin or we can pivot. Yeah. And successful businesses are pivoting. 
Yeah, that's really good. So there's a lot of, and I'm certain that in your in your client base, you're you're, you're coming across uh, leaders and owners right now that they're just really struggling, right? And, and for a whole multitude of reasons. If you could, if you could just imagine that you know, of the seven people that listen to this podcast, three of them are <laughs> three of them are struggling. How would you encourage them right now? It, you know. Wow, 15 thoughts just hit my head at once. <laughs> you know, the sec- whole second half of March in the first week or two of April, on the phone with clients, crying with them while they were shutting their businesses down. And these are people who, you know, like iconic businesses in San Francisco, I won't name names, that are family run, 50 years in the family. It's the family legacy. They've done nothing wrong. They've made no bad decisions. And now they're having to close their doors. And it just was awful, like at a, at a level that I've never, I mean, shoot, I lived through and was HR director in 99, the dot bomb crush. And then 2008, nine and 10, I've definitely done my share of layoffs. We lived, we survived our business in eight, nine and 10 by doing layoff meetings. This is different. That was, I couldn't manage my funding and my profitability. And now I need to lay people off. This is, I just got caught with a left hook. I didn't see coming and I don't even know what to do. And so, I mean, the first thing we did is just sit and listen and commiserate and just said, you're right, it it sucks and it's awful. And here, you know, we would strategize over sort of what their options were. So based on your industry and your location and your your profitability and and whatever, right, here, here are the things you can do. Here are the government programs that you can plug in to help get your employees paid, to help continue your benefits, to help whatever, but we sort of individualize these conversations to say, and, you know, I mean, if we look back on this in 10 years, right, is it going to be a blip on the radar or is it going to be a life-changing event? For some people, it could be, like you said, the best thing that ever happened to them. So we tried to stay optimistic after the commiseration and just try to like problem solve. I feel like right now people want to be told what to do. They want to be given a set of solutions that they can plug in. And we just sort of babysat them through plugging in solutions to give them yeah. something to give their minds, the monkey mind, something to grab. <laughs> I like that. You the know? monkey mind. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And I, I got one of those. I know I do. <laughs> yep. Just ask my wife. Uh, all right. Um, you have to have had men- mentors, right? What's the best advice you ever got? Um, Oh. Whether, you know, starting the business off or while you're, you know, uh, early stage or, or even, you know, at some point in your career, what's the, what's the best little tidbit that somebody shared with you? Well, I would say that when I first started, I struggled the most with sales, which is interesting because it's pretty effortless for me now, um, this many years down the road. But at the beginning, I just got really verklempt with like, like how to price myself, how to mm-hmm. explain, because I somehow tied it to my actual value as a human being, which it has nothing to do with at all. It has to uh, do with, with the value of our advice and our products to a business, but I couldn't separate it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I enrolled a coach, enlisted a coach, friend of mine. Um, and she's, she had me sort of list out you know, some of the different things we do. Product-wise. One was unlawful harassment training. And she said, um, what's the average cost of a lawsuit? And at the time, it was about 
somewhere between 275,000 and 350,000, about 350,000 on average was settlement. And I said, 350,000. She said, what is the training cost? And I said, you know, whatever it was, say 1,000 or 1,500 or whatever it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And she said, so if a company spends $1,500, they could save $348,500 potentially. And I'm like, yes, she was, that's where your value is. And so yeah. it just helped me like, you know, she also said, if people aren't complaining about your cost periodically, your pricing, your price too low. You've got to expect and even welcome the occasional pushback on fees. Yeah. So it was about pricing and sales and fees and values and things like that, that I've now completely sorted out. That's really cool. That's, that's great. You know, there, there's one other thing I want to add here. You started off saying that, that, uh, that selling is effortless for you. Um, I, I, for, for, for the folks listening, one of the reasons that I think Julie says that is that she's just authentic. And I think there's a lot, um, there, there's a lot to learn in that, right? People like to do business with people that they can trust and, and that they, they, they feel like they know. And Julie does that. So it's not surprising that you would say it feels effortless because people just tend to trust you because you're trustworthy. Um, so take that for what it's worth, but, but I think that's also, uh, uh, something worth noting in the, uh, in our time here together. Well, it's a round peg, round peg oval or square hole type of a deal too. It's that if we can't add value or we're not the right fit, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I have no attachment to either we bring value in it in the price and budget, and our approach works for you or it doesn't. And that's totally cool. Nothing wrong yeah. with you, nothing wrong with us. I can refer you to somebody who's a better fit. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's insightful. The, so that's existed forever, right? It, it, whether you know our newer the, this 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 newer world that we're in, not newer world we're in. But I, I think I think the 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 direction that you're taking us is the is is where we should go next, which is um, in this new world. Um, we're going the 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 way that we help our people and the way we we manage our people. Um, there's some new challenges here, right? Uh-huh. And 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 you've been you've been kind of leading into this with your clients, but can you talk a little bit about what the you know, you've got? A spoiler alert for everybody: Julie's got a new book out um, that you should go and get. But she wrote it to help. It's a guide to help kind of solve the the returning to work conundrum. But could you talk a little bit about that to, to kind of you know kind of kind of frame up what the what, what the what caused you to to put the guide together? Yes, um, I would love to. So at the beginning of all this, I mean, the truth is we couldn't handle all the calls and emails that were coming in. I mean, there's we have a staff of six, and we were we couldn't. I mean, I didn't take a day off in in more than well more than three weeks. I worked through, through three weekends. Um, and we just, we couldn't even manage it. And, and because of our passion for small business and our, just our hearts were breaking for some of these entrepreneurs, I was just pushing free information out into the universe. Um, typically we, we save our newsletters for our clients and our friends of clients. We were just pushing things like, Hey, tell all your friends, here are the things live linked that you need to give to people as you're laying them off. Like I just did a, I just did a two page guide to layoffs that I just pushed out for free with live links to all the forms that people needed. And, and just we're trying to instruct, like 
once, once a week, probably we were sending things out that was like, okay, you know, and now here's this thing about benefits. You're all stressing out about benefits. Here's what we found out. Here are the experts. This is what they're saying. Live link, live link, live link. Mm-hmm. So, so we just wanted to do a service and we were like, Hey, tell all your friends, give them all the free information. I feel for all of you. No one's got the money or the time or the bandwidth. I'm going to tell you what to do. Step one, step two, step three. So then that kind of brought us to like the next level of this. I heard a statistic this morning that more laws have passed in the last two months than have passed in the last three years. Oh, wow. With less guidance, I mean, for employment, with less guidance, Mm -hmm. almost no guidance in some cases. The DOL, Department of Labor, is making stuff up as they go along. The Treasury, the IRS, they're just making stuff up. They don't even have all the PPP guidance in place yet, and we've all got our loans, right? Like, you know. It's cuckoo out there. Everyone's mm-hmm. just building wings on the way down and hoping to God they don't go splat. So, <laughs> so this next wave of stuff was like, all right, we've grabbed all this information, all these questions that clients are asking. We're looking ahead to the fall, right? When we go into cold and flu season again, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? And we've tried to write a guidebook that addresses every single possible thing related to COVID-19 from all the different laws you have to comply with to the safety protocols to the policies that should be in your handbook to the communications you should have with your employees. And this is the part that we've actually had copyrighted. We're super proud of it. We've got pages and pages of cut and paste dialogue. If an employee comes to you and says, Hey Jay, I'm sick, but I haven't had a test yet. Cut and paste this email into them. Hey Jay, I'm sick. I went and got a test and I'm positive cut and paste this email into them with live links to disability information, to whatever, to whatever, to whatever. And then cut and paste the second email to their coworkers to tell them, Hey, heads up. Somebody in your work group has been found to be positive. Here's what you need to do to quarantine. Here are all your benefits. We've thought through all of it for you and it's a cut and paste job. So you don't have to think and you can just be compliant with everything. And in the most effortless way we could think of possible. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. I, as you were describing that, I was just jumping back to the first three weeks of, uh, of, of this ordeal and getting questions from my team that I didn't have answers for. And I'm a pretty resourceful guy. And, and right. that was really challenging. So being able to have ready access and, and we, you know, I, I was able to go to Gro- uh, John Grover eventually and, 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 and he was able to help me, but, but he needed time. Right. But my people needed answers to their questions now. Yeah. Right. And, and it's not about like what's what's what I'm required to do or what I'm not required to do. I like they've got families and they're anxious and they're worried and they want to make sure they're going to have a job like 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 all of that stuff. I want to get information to them as quickly as I can. So, um, man. <laughs> This is about you, not about me. I'm sorry. I'm turning it back to make no. it about me. I just had an emotional reaction to it. So, well, I think you're. I can see you how that's very typical of what our clients were going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost nobody was taking the approach, which I frankly see on a regular basis. Of you know, what's this going to cost me? It was like, oh my gosh, these poor people. Mm-hmm. What do I do? How do I support them? How do I, you know, how do I manage their? I have this much profitability, like this much money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and guiding thing, people through things like one of my favorite clients said, all right, how do we get through the next two weeks? Because that was the original shelter in place order was two weeks. I said, oh, this isn't going to be yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Be, think July. 
And they were like, what? I mean, just having to like break the news to people that I truly in my heart of hearts, all the reading, I mean, I read hours every day to yeah. try to stay up on everything. It's not going to be two weeks, guys. It's not even going to be two months. And then when cold and flu season hits, we could expect a second round of this. And we, a lot of the powers to be that I take advice from are saying that there's not going to be any more bailouts because the government doesn't have more money for us. So we've got to be able to be scrappy and self-sufficient and help each other out mm-hmm. for the next wave if there is another wave in the fall. Right. Yeah. I think that's a, I mean, I think that's an area of real concern for, for people, right? Is the, is there going to be a take two of this? Uh, the answer is, you know, none of us have a crystal ball. If we, if we did, I, if I did, I'd be selling that and I don't. Um, but, but I, but I think it's the kind of thing where it's a, it's a hope for the best and plan and plan for um, maybe not the worst, but, but, but have contingencies. Right. Contingencies. Um, and, and I think that's a, uh, I think that's a really important thing for uh, for folks to be considering, right? Um, I know that 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 a lot of our clients are are breathing a, a sigh of relief right now, um, and that's good because I wonder if maybe we didn't completely overreact, but uh, but we need to be smart too, um, and so I think this is a really important thing that you're trying to solve uh, in a pretty clean way. I, I like that. Um, there, there's a lot of how-to guides out there, right? And, and please forgive me. I'm not trying to compare your guide to no, any no, other no. guide that's out there, but I think there's going to be a healthy level of skepticism. So if I'm, a, if I'm the owner of the business and I'm thinking, you know, is this really like, like, couldn't I just find all this stuff on my own? Is it like you found it somewhere? You didn't, you know, you didn't create it somewhere. Is that a, like, what, what would you say to somebody that, that, um, that would think that or, or would say that? I think it's a completely reasonable, um, reasonable theory to posit. Um, we've seen tons of stuff out there, as you can imagine, and mm-hmm. we've never seen anything like this. There are some forms that you're required to give out, um, like like the Families First Coronavirus Relief Act. I'm going to acronym it and call it FFCRA. It's the new employee um, emergency uh, paid sick leave the new emergency family medical, family medical leave act, right? There's Mm -hmm. like, there's a PDF out there that's free. It's in, it's in our guidebook, right? Mm -hmm. You can get that. You can get, um, you can get advice on um, some of these policies and things. I have never seen anything that comes close to the comprehensiveness of this. Mm. And certainly never seen anything where people are writing out emails for you with live links to cut and paste to your employees. Um, we've written mm-hmm. all the policies that you need to update your handbook with. It took my two most senior consultants six weeks to write this thing. We ran it past our attorneys, employment attorneys, of course, first, and another HR consultant we're friends with for review before it went out. Um, I mean, it's we've. it would take probably 200 hours for an employer, mm-hmm. maybe more because we're not lay people. Right. But my two most senior people probably worked on it 20 to 30 hours a piece times five or six weeks. Hundreds of hours of research have gone into this. So it's just it's just the amount of effort that goes into putting it together. Not yep. that you probably it, we we ran into this a lot in our business where um, you can go to Google and figure out how to solve most of your computer problems if you've got seven hours. All right. 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 So I think it's, I, it, does that kind of resonate with you? That, that kind of a, 
Yeah. Um, let's just, there's a lot of DI people that, that are going to go their own way and do, and do sure. it themselves. So for, for, for the benefit of the folks that, that just, you know, either, either don't see the value in, 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 in buying information like that, or, or for whatever reason, choose to do, um, want to do it themselves. What's the, what's the one thing, what's the one piece of free advice, um, you know, other than, um, you should really buy my book. Um, <laughs> What's the one other piece of advice that uh, that you could give them that, that that you think would help them the most? Well, I think that that if I look at this guide and I look at the different sections in it, I mean, the one that can't be reproduced is, is the correspondence section. But the one that needs to be focused on the most, in my opinion, is safety. Mm. Um, I took I had a meeting on Tuesday with a plaintiff side employment attorney. And one of the things she was saying is that if you make people a job offer and you don't attach the safety protocols, which we've been telling clients to do for a month, right, then they can reasonably decline the offer. So there's, there's a chunk of the PPP um, loan forgiveness wording that says if you make somebody a recall offer and they decline it, that person doesn't count against your PPP forgiveness. If this happened over the weekend, if you're willing to turn them into the EDD, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you don't attach safety protocols, they can say it's a constructive discharge. I'm not comfortable going back to work because my employer clearly doesn't have my safety top of mind. So to me, and I'm kind of touching on another thing about the guidebook is like, you know, we had the thing written and then Gavin Newsom um, changed the laws with regard to workers' comp. So we had to put workers' comp stuff in. Now this PPP stuff is coming in, you know, Things are changing on a regular basis and we're updating on a regular basis, but my gosh, I mean, you'd have to spend, I mean, you'd have to take weeks off of work to try to accomplish what we've, what we've accomplished on this. But safety first, nobody cares about anything else right now. Financial safety, emotional safety, and physical safety. Safety, safety, safety. And I call it, like, PP, everyone's focused on PPP. We've got our PPP, we joke. Policies, procedures, processes, and protocols. That's the other PPP. If you're not focused on that, people, you're going to lose morale and people for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's great, Julie. Okay. Well, so where can people go to get the book? The guide. I keep calling it a book. It's a guide. It's a guidebook. Guidebook is fair, yeah. but yeah. It's a, it, okay, we'll do that. We'll go with that. It, it, we'll, we'll combine the two together. Sure. There we go. That, that's, now, now, that's the root cause of all the bad marketing in the world, but we'll do it anyway. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Um, we actually just call it the guide, but, um, okay. but you can call it whatever you want. The guide. Yep. You're the boss of the podcast. Um, there are two options. They can go to our website um, and they can sign up for it there. Okay. Um, download it right then okay. and there. Um, there's two pricing options too. Um, I'll get to that in just a second. But on the website, you've got your two pricing options and you can just download it or you can email anybody at nextlevelstrategies.net and or info at nextlevelstrategies.net and mm-hmm. one of us will hook you up with a book. Um, you can get it customized or you can do it yourself. We've got little blue highlight all through it for the areas that need to be customized. Okay. Price difference for DIY versus customized. 
Okay, that sounds good. And I'll make sure to include a link to um, to, to the appropriate site in the show notes for the uh, for mm-hmm. the episode, so that people can click Thank from you. there too. Okay, and then you know the the the, the dollar question, the pricing question. What's uh, what, sure. what what are the options for uh, uh, for how much it costs? Sure. If you do it yourself, it's fifteen hundred dollars, and if you have us customize it, it's nineteen hundred. Okay. And customization includes a walkthrough of the book and an explanation of how to use the different sections in it. Okay. Okay. Just, and everything's laid out on the site if they if if someone wanted to go and take a look at yes. it, or they could have a conversation with you about it. Yeah. Okay. And one one thing, Jay, that you just made me think of when you were talking about book that I wrote a book. You were talking about book book. It's not. This isn't theoretical. I want to make sure that it's clear to people. This is a day-to-day practical guide to how to manage everything we could think of coronavirus related mm. from teleworking and workers comp to all the new benefits and laws that have been passed related to employees, to the communication, to the safety protocols. Like this is practical, not theoretical at all. Perfect. Well, it seems like it's a, it seems like it's very well researched and very well done uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if people um, people are really interested in in this. I the, just the the, the emails seem to like, like as a as a line manager being able to go to that um, fairly quickly. I I like that. I, I like yeah. having the um, the ready information to to help me do my job better and look after my people better. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that someone's listening and they're like me and they're like, you know, the guidebook's not enough. Um, for whatever reason, um, I, you know, maybe my HR manager moved on or, uh, maybe I've been without it. Maybe, maybe I'm the owner of the business. I've been doing it myself. Um, how, how, how do they get, how do they connect with you? And can't, are you even doing that? Are you taking new clients? We are taking new clients. Okay. Yep. We are taking new clients. Um, and so it's the same way that they would connect to get the guide, um, okay. they can email info at Julie at, um, our website has a contact page. Um, just remember that it's dot net.com. Somebody got there first. <laughs> we're the same so we're, and insight, we're insight.net uh, too. So we're, yeah. we're just like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're yeah. absolutely welcome to have us walk them through. I mean, I mean, honestly, Jason, that's what we sell is we sell a lot of babysitting and handholding. We operate yeah. very boutique um, and so if somebody wants to be walked through this stuff and, you know, as many things as we published and given away for free and, and the policies and they're all this, we still, I mean, I was on the phone all morning with clients that are still trying to figure out how to manage like the, the emergency family medical leave act stuff. So the person who's working part-time and managing kids part-time and what all the benefits are. And, you know, we're still taking questions regularly about this stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to give you a one-stop shop, but if, if it blows your mind, no problem. We'll help you sort it. Well, thank you. Thank you for creating it. Um, I'm, uh, I'm eager to, to point people towards it. Um, so to, to folks listening, if you, one, one last time, if you, if you want to connect with Julie, I'm going to include links to her website and her LinkedIn and uh, all of her, you know, the, the, the particulars so that you can get in contact with her. Um, She's been she's been helping people for for a long time, and uh, and and I'm just really glad you made some time to uh, to, to join uh, to join us today to talk about it. Thank you. Thank you too, Jason. Thanks for having me, as always. Thanks so much for spending time with me. 
I hope you found the episode useful and you enjoyed it. If you like what you're hearing and you want to subscribe, by all means, wherever you get your podcasts, we're available. Also, you can sign up with your email and get a notification every time I post a new episode. Feel free to share this with others. And if you really like the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. I'd be grateful for that. Until next time, I hope that my good friend Jesus blesses you with peace in your heart, wisdom in your spirit, and a lot of laughter in your belly. You take care now.